Welcome to Finance with Factor, a place you can come to laugh and learn from local experts about everything related to the world of real estate. Each week we cover a unique topic to help you understand the mortgage industry, navigate the home buying process, and grow your business while maintaining a slice of sanity. Now that he has climbed safely atop his soapbox, here is your host, a senior loan officer with Mortgage Network, Jason Factor. Hello and welcome to another episode of Finance with Factor. I was having a conversation the other day about the anxieties of school, starting new school as we come into the end of a semester here. Um, I remember going back to college after Thanksgiving break and you get like one week of fake school and then you start finals. And the anxiety of getting graded was never anything that um, really bothered me. It made me sort of like a a bizarre alien in the academic world because all of my friends would be stressed about grades. I honestly never looked at them. Um, it just, it wasn't what motivated me in school. I wanted to do a good job. And if I did a good job and teacher gave me a B, shame on him or her. I should have gotten an A, obviously. Um, and that's sort of the way that I always looked at grading, at least through academia. And then I got into lending. And I will tell you, I am massively competitive when it comes to my grade as a lender. Um, Mortgage Network uses a variety of third-party lenders to grade us as loan officers. We've always done surveys. Way back in the day, we would hand you a piece of paper at closing, and I would stand there and lord over you as you filled out your survey for me. And that policy, that process has obviously evolved. We've seen a variety of ways that lenders can be graded. I'm sure if you go online and look up reviews and testimonials, you'll see all kinds of glowing and all kinds of really horrific uh, feedback. Um, Even though the internet is known for being such a kind and forgiving place, it isn't always for us lenders. But today I am joined by a very special guest. Jerry Devlin is the CEO and founder of LendAid. LendAid is one of those third-party independent organizations that surveys lenders, finds out how we're doing, particularly loan officers, so the actual person you're working with. Jerry is a veteran of the mortgage world. He um, has done just about every aspect of lending and touched just about every aspect of the process. Jerry, welcome to the podcast. Uh, Thanks, Jason. It's great to be back. Uh, I always love talking about my passion, and that is lender and loan loss performance. It's a weird passion. <laughs> <laughs> it's, but it's one that I actually share a little bit, so it makes me a weirdo with you. Yeah, well, so to, to, to roll the tape on my quirky passion is, you I founded LendAid based on a career of trying to convince consumers where the base, best place was to get a mortgage. And knowing that the answer to that question usually isn't the household names. Uh, and it's not the big box lenders, it's the people you see on TV constantly. It's usually the strong regional players that have high quality service oriented people like yourselves. And so that's what started the process. And, and we, okay. knew, we knew when we launched it four or five years ago, statistically, um, 
consumers were starting to use reviews as a trustworthy place to do their research. And uh, statistically, you could see that it was by far the most trusted place someone would take advice from, which was different from when I was a loan officer. So what does LendAid actually do? What, so like it's, do. A, it's a site we talked about. It's a, a place where people can find reviews about loan officers. But what is it actually doing? So what we're doing is we work with, uh, we work as, as an enterprise account with your company to review every single closed loan customer. And so we are an independent third-party review site that gives an honest, transparent look at the work and the product of Mortgage Network and Jason Factor. Or any lender and loan officer. Or any lender that, that uh, works with us. And what we do again, we review every closed loan. It's not a selective process where we, you cherry pick or we cherry pick, but we review every customer. And that gets back to the consumer looking for independent, honest reviews on how you perform your job. So it sounds a little different than my Facebook page where I get to cherry pick the ones that I like and put up there. Correct. Yeah, there are, <laughs> there are testimonials and there are independent reviews. And those what are what is different. the difference between the two, and how, as small business owners, you know, real estate professionals, how do we leverage, you know, the review and testimonial, and and maybe is that different as well? Yeah, that's a great question because you can through any search, anybody in which you're looking to make a purchase decision, you can see a wide variety of content out there. On the extreme, there are people kind of still back in, you know, 2010, where there's very little content. You can find out very little about them or their company. And I'd say the next step are testimonial sites. And, you know, as a, as a small business owner, as you said, it might feel really good to put up those great testimonials, but we know that's not what consumers are looking for. It may give them a nice introduction, a nice handshake to what you do, kind of a, mm -hmm. what was in the old days, kind of a brag book, say, hey, mm -hmm. say about me. Um, but that's not what they're looking for. If they're gonna make a big purchase decision, and as you hear all the time, a home is the biggest purchase of your life, they're looking to find out real, honest, more transparent information about the person and the company they're going to do business with. And especially these days where there are so many bots doing different reviews or like, I mean, you read the comments on, you know, a product on Amazon or wherever, and you never know if it's real um, to have a human interaction where it's verified and, and sort of certified as a real review, authentic review, it, it just means something for that little badge to be on it. Absolutely. And it gives that customer that much higher level of comfort doing business with you. And a lot of times for you, it's going to close the deal where they're shop, you know, every customer shops you, right? And uh, they're going to look at price and service and you're going to tell them why you're the person to do business with. And this is where LendAid comes in where you can say, hey, don't trust me. Go to this independent site and see what they have to say about me. And in your case, it's exceptional. We've never had a bad review. And this is a commercial plug, but it's no, an it's, honest, it's an honest it, one. <laughs> it, uh, 
it's actually so I just finished doing goal setting or started doing goal setting for 2022. And by the way, I have to pause when you said way back in 2010, that <laughs> that phrase just threw me for a loop. But <laughs> when when you when we did the goal setting for, as, as a team, when my team and I did our goal setting for next year, one of the things that we highlighted was I'm really proud to have a perfect five-star rating on Lundate since 2017 when I started on Lundate. And I hope that we can continue that this year. But it's hard, it's it's one hard thing, to do. It's one yeah. thing to be able to say, like, I have a perfect five-star rating on Lundate, right? Like, it what that means to different people is not, is not necessarily, I take a point of pride out of it, but there's nothing to really grab out of that other than saying it, right? What are the things that you would recommend um, as you talk about testimonials and reviews, what are some of the ways that you would recommend people actually use them? Like, are there certain words, certain terms, certain things that you find thematic throughout good reviews or bad reviews? I know I certainly, if we play some buzzword family feud style, I pulled some things out of mine, um, but I'd be yeah. curious to pick your brain on what you see from your end. Another great one. I didn't ask you to ask that question, but it's something we've really dove into more recently is uh, undeniably it's communication. And when we get a great review and and they're effusive in their praise, it's always about communication. You know, as a loan officer, you think it's about price, let's say, because obviously you're gonna get shopped. Mm -hmm. We see happy customers, it's always because they were kept informed and communicated, and given the right advice along the way. And they're so appreciative of that. Now, Conversely, the biggest complaint we get is the lack of communication. <laughs> when we see a really unhappy customer, it's because something went wrong. And it's not necessarily that something went wrong. It's that they couldn't get through to somebody. And that's mm -hmm. where it's really where the rubber meets the road. It, it's a service industry. It just underscores it. It's not a commodity. And it's a very hard business. It's a lot of devil in the detail of what you do and a lot of unexpected bumps along the way. And communicating that and keeping the consumer informed is just, it's, it's, it's everything. I pulled some buzzwords from mine and I would love to pick your brain on what right. popped up. So I just took my last hundred surveys and I just did some word searches to find out if there were some themes and some things. This Great. is not an endorsement for Jason Factor or Mortgage Network or anything. This is just, as you look at reviews and think about ways that you leverage reviews and testimonials, one way that I personally do it is I do this little word game where I pull out the key phrases and I just say like, what are people saying about me? And why is that important or not important? And what are the things that I want to either highlight on from a marketing standpoint to, um, to trigger those terms? Or what are the things that I'm doing well that I want to highlight because people seem to be responding to it? So of the 100 surveys, there were five that I pulled. One 
the the most common response or the most common word that popped up was responsive. Can you speak a little bit about responsiveness? And you kind of just did. Yeah. Um, but yeah, a little bit about responsiveness and how you see that phrase pop up. Yeah, I would say, and, and by the way, we read every review uh, before we publish uh, because we want to see the content that's going out there. And uh, sometimes grammatically, we, we may need to make some corrections and things like that. Uh, but responsiveness, you know, it is the same thing, but I would say a, a key description when they talk about communication is they'll say they were available day and night, they got in touch with me on their vacation, they, they, they remember the details of how responsive you were uh, in terms of when they reached out and how quickly you got back. The next most popular was the phrase easy. Wow. Uh, you, that's, that's a high bar to get over. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have to go through each one, but it was basically oh, that, what I found is that they kind of fell into two buckets. Um, and then they fell into two buckets, really. There was responsive and, commun and communication, and then which go together. And then there was easy and service, which in my opinion, go together. Sure. Um, yeah. Again, it's a credit to, I think it's a recognition because every consumer goes into this process thinking it's going to be difficult and painful. And there are aspects of it that are just difficult. You know, you're doing a deep dive into somebody's financial situation during a very stressful period. And for them to come out and say that was easy speaks volumes for what you're able to accomplish. So as loan officers, we certainly can pull or real estate professionals really, right? Like we can pull the testimonials, reviews, we pull out the words. We then can use those for marketing. We can send them our link on Lendate if you're a loan officer and you've been reviewed and say, hey, look what everyone's saying about me. Um, you can't hide from the bad ones necessarily if they're there either, which is also a good thing. Um, yeah. What are sort of the, and we spoke a little bit about ways that you can pull that out to leverage that for your marketing. What are some of the sort of next steps in terms of like, how are people finding LendAid reviews and how are people then, how do you sell LendAid as a way for loan officers to, to leverage LendAid essentially? Yeah. Um, so there's a number of ways that uh, they will find you. And to go all the way back to your first question, we've just seen that explode. Um, and so the early launch of LendAid recognized the need and the desire for consumers to look at uh, reviews as a source. And really through the pandemic, we've only seen that grow. People are just more accustomed to leaning on their Google searches to make purchase decisions. You expect when you go to buy something to see reviews. Mm -hmm. So to answer that, well, we've seen the greatest growth and year over year, last year, which was a very busy year in the mortgage business, we saw searches to LendAid go up 85%. They almost wow. doubled. And that's just to loan officer pages. So specifically, going to look at a loan officer and their performance almost doubled year over year. In a year, the volume didn't double. Is that because 
where I might usually see a borrower in person, and now I'm not doing that quite as much. Do you think that there's some translation there that people are saying like, oh, so-and-so introduced me to Jason. He seemed nice on the phone. Let me Google him. And maybe they weren't doing that as much in the past. Well, I th th there's growth across the board. So uh, that would just be SEO, you know, the, the Google Jason factor and scroll and look for reviews. So when you do that, uh, fairly high up in the search, see Lende and they'll go and it'll say, read what real borrowers have to say about you. So that's one way that they're just going to mm -hmm. check you out. The other way we talked about is on your own page, say, hey, check out my reviews, check out my independent reviews. It's the same process you go through if you're buying something as you talked about on Amazon. You'd hit that mm -hmm. star rating to see what it has to say. So again, we've seen an explosion across the board in that. On that latter issue where they can check it out seamlessly from your uh, web page is where we've seen the, the greatest growth is we're seeing consumers look for it, they expect it. If a loan officer doesn't have reviews on their uh, on their primary landing page, they're missing out, and a lot of people have it. And I think or run, or, or run, right? <laughs> Next to the the uh, kind of the compare and contrast, because we talked about it over a year ago, and again, it was one of the foundational concepts of Lendave. Check out the big box lenders. So not only say check out my reviews, but check out check out those big box lenders reviews. And on the, on the cover, it may look good. You may see four stars on the cover. But as you dive into that, there are a couple of things to note. And this is, we see this universally with service-oriented mortgage companies versus what I might call the big box, mm -hmm. is the satisfaction rating four and above is in the high 90% range, 97, 98 from a typical quality service-driven lender. In the big big box world, it, it goes up and down around four. Now that's a measurable difference on the biggest purchaser you have. Yeah. No, I I get I get upset when I get anything under, I think, you know, four eight. It really bothers me. And and that can be as easy as just ticking one button, depending on the site that you're on. Again, yeah. um, each place, each place that does these surveys and reviews does it fairly uniquely. So it sort of lends me to my, no pun intended, to my next question. Um, <laughs> how do you read between the lines? So you're just talking there about looking deeper into the reviews. And I'm saying every third party survey site that's out there for the mortgage world or pretty much any business out there does it a bit uniquely. How do you recommend borrowers read between the lines on a given review? Well, I, I wouldn't necessarily say on a given review, I'd look at it in the totality. So like I, okay. I said, if you look at a, at a big box site, you might say, chances are I'm going to have a good experience because, you know, they're not, they have competent people. But mm -hmm. the difference is, the difference is somewhat philosophical that Mortgage Network invests in talented loan officers, skilled loan officers that are front and center in the transaction. Uh, there's a whole other world of digital lenders out there that pool your loan. And so it's, it's somewhat uh, a random level of service that you'll get. So you'll see happy customers, obviously, or they'd be, they could be completely out of business. But you see on a 20% chance of getting passed around. 
and you'll mm -hmm. see in those reviews that lack of communication the hurdle that was hit and they could there was nobody there to talk to to solve their problem and the last thing you want in buying a home is to be hanging out there not knowing how can i get an answer who do you call who do you text who do you who do I call? who do i talk to i mean your customers know exactly who to talk to yeah, so, <laughs> all the time <laughs> So it's more, you know, again, at one review, you know, if somebody got to the closing table, they're happy no matter where it was. Yep. But the ones that don't aren't real happy. Yeah. <laughs> and and I often say that. So, and again, to me, this is a little bit of a, a difference. Like, um, who goes online and says, you know what I really love? I love my mortgage servicer. You know, Chase Bank does a great job of servicing my loan and collecting my monthly mortgage payment every day. But that's a little different than the actual process, right? So reviewing the testimonials or troll jobs online for a given servicer is a little different than, say, a given loan officer. And that's a distinction that I know you guys specifically make. Right. Yep. No, I mean, that was the, again, some of the genesis is that we know the value of a loan officer and what a material difference a skilled person can make in getting you a loan. And uh, so we're very loan officer centric in how we approach the process and how we uh, solicit the review from the consumer. We really want to know how you did. And that's where we get some of those very uh, detailed comments about the process and how responsive you were and how happy they were with the process. And to be clear, this is a podcast for everyone. The you is a collective you. I happen to, <laughs> I happen to use LendAid. I am um, Mortgage Network. The bank that I work at does use, employ LendAid as a servicer. But again, this is not intended to be a commercial for me or for LendAid or for Mortgage Network. This is purely in, you know, this podcast, I always say it's about taking you behind the Wizard of Oz curtain and showing you how the sausages are made in the mortgage world. And to me, the service that Jerry and his team and his company provide is instrumental to that conversation. Because what you guys are trying to do is really pull back the curtain and say, yeah, here's a big place, you know, mortgage network, guaranteed rate, Chase Bank. I go on and on, um, you know, big wholesalers, big brokers, big, you know, big box stores, as you say, um, all the way down to small independent mortgage companies. And here's how the actual people touching your file are doing. Right. Yeah. Right. And it, I'm glad you said that from a standpoint of I love talking to prospective lenders about using LendAid in part because I think there's just good advice that I can impart whether they use LendAid or not. And, and and just everything we've talked about, if, if you don't have reviews on your loan officer's webpage, get them, uh, because I think it's critical for consumers to see mm -hmm. that and recognize the difference between testimonials. Another, just by the way, as I, as I talk about that, is don't put links that you don't want there or that you don't use. I can't tell you, and these are with some very big lenders, but they'll link to a, a page that either have no reviews or the last review was in 2018. And, yep. and so that gives the consumer no help. And yep. you're probably going to lose a customer. Over I, that I would pause over that for sure. 
say, hey, go check out my review from three years ago. Yeah. <laughs> so the keeping it fresh and and robust is important on on many levels. Um, well, I I know um, from my perspective, you know, I use them, and I touched on this a little bit earlier. I use them not only as a point of pride in that I like getting good reviews. I also like to make sure that when I get a good review, I'm sending that on to everyone on my team so that they can see. Because I mean, again, the you is a collective you. Jason is not the only person touching your file when you do a loan with me, or if you're doing a loan with, you know, Margaret, Margaret's not the only person touching your file. And so right. I, I use those reviews, not only for me to make me feel great about myself and all the great work <laughs> I'm doing, um, but also to, to encourage my team and say like, hey, here's all the great work we're doing. Well, that's um, a great point. Uh, and, and one of the reasons when we talk to executive management about LendAid, is the value of in implementing a review program within the organization. Because one of the things we found, we started to notice when we added loan officers and lenders to the site, we thought, hey, it seems like the reviews are getting better. And we went back over various periods of time with different lenders and looked at their reviews when they started with LendAid and where they work today. And in every case, the reviews, improved, the reviews improved and the negative feedback was cut by on average 50%. And because, so I'm, because I'm the weird alien that didn't care about grades, almost everyone else in the world does. And so being accountable for that grading system becomes important, right? It's twofold. I think there's a competitiveness. So when mm -hmm. your team sees it, it's like, hey, let's go, let's get some more of these. So it's a happiness factor. Mm -hmm. Not only you know, some of it, is, I probably should do some of your word searches, but the, the happier customers, the, just the content is much more effusive as we move mm -hmm. forward. And I think that's competition, but the other side of it is accountability. And you think about it, if that review is gonna be sent out and potentially get shared, uh, I think what we're seeing is an extra level of effort. Uh, mm -hmm. And, as a result, the communication's better. So maybe when that loan officer might say, I'll call them back tomorrow, they may change their mind and say, I'll call them back tonight. <laughs> and we're seeing that universally, uh, no matter where you start in our review measurements, you improve just by adding that accountability. Well, I, I for one, try to leverage that whenever I can, you know, internally, externally, um, I appreciate that LendAid is one of the few that I can't scrub, right? So like I can't filter out only the good reviews. Yeah. If I do get on any of the sites that we use, we use a couple of third-party um, survey platforms. Whenever I do get one that I find upsetting because it's not perfect, then, <laughs> then I certainly dive into that one, right? Like I look at it and I'm like, was this just someone who was giving me a tough grade? because they didn't want to mark 10 out of 10. And so they put nine out of 10, or was this someone who's generally, you know, had a bump in the process? Um, you know, I can think of one in particular where I'm like, I got a grade that I wasn't thrilled with. And I look at the file and I'm like, this loan wouldn't have gone through 
anywhere else. <laughs> um, you know, I have no idea if they even knew all the things right. that went on behind the scenes, this would be a 10 out of 10 all day long, but that's a failure on me to your point of communicating some of that sometimes or not in my case and in their case, it was not wanting to scare the borrower. And then sometimes you just get things where you, you know, you just get a tough grader, right? Like every once in a while you get an anomaly and you look at it and you're like, wow, that person had a great experience. They've already referred me to friends and I yeah. didn't get a great grade from them. <laughs> yeah. You know, consumers, generally we see consumers are appreciative, particularly once they're in their home, mm -hmm. but there's one in every crowd. And and I also believe that when they see a bad review, they'll take it in the body of work. So, you know, if all we did was have five-star reviews, we'd be a vanity site and wouldn't be a trusted site. So it is important how we perform to gain the consumer's confidence. And, uh, and a bad review isn't the worst thing in the world. I mean, if you have three bad reviews and three good reviews, then that's pretty bad. That's, that's a problem. <laughs> that's a problem. That, um, well, I, for one, look forward to, in the coming year, Jerry, trying to make LendAid look like a vanity site with only five-star <laughs> reviews under my name. But um, <laughs> but I really sincerely and deeply appreciate you making the time to swing by today. Um, you know, Enjoy. I want to make a habit of doing this pretty regularly and checking in with you. I think Great. the service um, that LendAid provides is excellent um, because it holds gas bags like myself accountable. Um, so I thank you again for making time to, to swing by finances factory and do the podcast with me. Um, I look forward to continuing to build this conversation out over the years to come. Great, great work and enjoy working with you along the way. Thank you for listening to this episode of finance with factor. Please remember to like rate, share, and subscribe. Then if you really like us unsubscribe and resubscribe again, of course, that can be our secret, but it helps our ratings. Have an idea for an upcoming topic you want us to cover? Post a comment. For the full video version of this episode or any of our previous episodes, please find, like, and follow Jason on YouTube or Facebook at Jason Factor Mortgage Network and on Instagram at Finance with Factor. All content on Finance with Factor is self-published by Jason Factor, Senior Loan Officer, NMLS number 1401985. All rates, guidelines, and advice discussed on this episode is subject to change. For a full list of disclosures, visit the License and Disclosure page at jasonfactor.com.